like two in the morning on a on a Monday, early Monday morning. Yeah. Wake up and like you kind of like all of a sudden review something you said and think, why did I say that? For? <laughs> what was I thinking? And you can't take it back. Right. Right. You know. And yeah. then you think, you know, you learn. I think you learn that you say things sometimes that, you know, maybe no one paid attention to. You were listening to The Resolute Podcast, a podcast designed for the American church and its leadership and a ministry of decision mentoring. Today on episode 47, Avoiding the Foot Shot, and here are your hosts, Chet and Tony. Hey, Tony. Hey, Chet. Hey, if you're ever attacked by a mob of clowns, Always go for the juggler. It's <laughs> good advice right there. That is you know very what I'm good. That is very <laughs> good advice. A little, little graphic advice there. Kind of, yeah. you know, on the, the old clown attack scares me. <laughs> <laughs> my buddy Darren, I don't know if you ever knew Darren. Um, my buddy Darren was my roommate in college and stuff. He had a morbid fear of clowns. So, yeah. And I think we're going to dedicate that. That whole hey Tony to him today. Yeah. So. What is it when we were kids? We weren't afraid of clowns, but now, they, now they look scary. That's right. <laughs> why would you? When we were kids, why in the world would you ever be afraid of a clown? Clowns Bo- were Bozo. like, yeah. you know, they were like for you, not against you. Right. You know. Yeah. If this clown be for me, <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what it is. You know, what movie came out in 1990. No. It. It? It. The movie It with I've, that I've demonic never, clown. I've never, never, saw it. never seen it. Never, never saw it. Never, never saw it. Yeah. <laughs> ah, ah, there you go. There you go. Well, Tony, today, uh, I'm going to ask you a question. Uh, what do you think uh, the most common mistake? I don't know. Maybe tripping point. Mm-hmm. Most common uh, challenge, if you will that pastors make today. Um, what do you think that might be? You, you know, I, I think pre-production, we talked a little bit about this and I said, I think there's probably thousands, <laughs> but the big one for me that I've, is just lack of self-awareness. Hmm. Like, you know, it's, it's kind of in my mind, I think that, and some of that maybe is an age thing, but as you get older, you kind of feel like, you learn a little bit more about yourself, huh? I, I feel like I have. But now you're coming, you're just coming off a sabbatical, so it right. sounds like it might be like you know a big aha moment coming right. up here. Okay, but right. Go ahead. But but you know, uh, so when I was younger, I make statements, say things. Yeah. And, I, and you look back at me, you think, what in the world? How did? Why did I say that? You know, right. where, where was I coming from with that? Yeah. And kind of, you know, callous or. Uh, statements that bold, bold, kind of, kind of brass, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. sometimes uh, abrasive, yeah, abrasive, sincere, but you were sincere. Oh my, yeah, yeah, wholehearted, yeah. Um, and you know, over time, I think you you grow to have some, but even then, you know, every once in a while, I'll hear somebody speaking, and they'll be like my age or something, and they're saying same same kind of stuff, right? And you wonder, right. like, that guy just didn't understand, or. It could be a guy or lady, but they just don't understand how they appear. Hmm. They're just clueless to how they appear to people by what they're saying. And hmm. I think all of us have that, but I think that can be a, a big mistake. 
Mm. In, in that I, uh, I'm not doing some self-discovery, hmm. you know? Hmm. So. I would answer it. I've thought about this uh, a bit. Okay. I, I would answer it with, um, the word, uh, the concept of limitations. And I think that leaders a lot of time, it doesn't have to be a pastor. I mean, it could be, a, right. it could be yep. a ministry leader. It could mm-hmm. be, you know, I just, I think this applies to us in our adult lives for that matter. I think we, that we limit ourselves quite a bit. I think we're very quick to focus on the negative, focus on uh, the problem, the, the lack that we have. If, if the, if onlys, if only sure. this, and if I just had that, and if I was just educated this way or blah, 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 if I wasn't raised this way and, and we become kind of, maybe it's a self-awareness thing, but I think we become a bit of uh, a kind of a victim mentality. Mm-hmm. Well, how many times have you looked out, maybe had some visionary idea yeah. and then you talk yourself out of it? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and that's one of the things that I, I I would love the congregation, your congregation, all the congregations to understand to understand this that I I think that pastor uh is his is his own greatest critic uh critic mm-hmm. if you will. Sure. You know, I mean, I I think I think a lot of people look at a, at a pastor and kind of go, well, you know, you only work it well one day a week, you know, and you're, <laughs> you're, you're, you're just doing this, you're just doing that. Well, yeah. you know, it's just, it's very, you have a popular position and blah, 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 all these kind of things. I don't think they understand that you are constantly critiquing your uh, performance, if sure. you will. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't have it to happen as much now, but I mean, I've, I've, I've like two in the morning on a, on a Monday, early Monday morning, yeah, wake up and like you kind of like all of a sudden review something you said and think, why did I say that? For? <laughs> what was I thinking? <laughs> and you can't take it back, right? Right. You know, yeah. and then you think, you know, you learn. I, I think you learn that you say things sometimes that you know maybe no one paid attention to. We were we were teasing you <laughs> earlier about your statement about cats. You have a real issue with cats. It's an ongoing feud. It is kind of an ongoing feud, yeah. So yeah, make yeah. that a matter of prayer. I, I need a lot of prayer for that. <laughs> <laughs> but we limit ourselves as leaders. We are the first ones that we can give you a list. If I was to ask you, uh, were to ask you, uh, give me your top five uh, best qualities. Okay. Your, your, um, uh, the characteristics of your, of your leadership, the, the abilities that you have, the, um, you know, if I would ask you to list out the positive things, you probably come up with two or three pretty quick, but you probably start a struggle with four or five. Right. Yeah, oh yeah. We kind of go, well, is it really that positive? Am I really that good at it? Now, if I was asking you to to list five things that you need to work on, you know, five mm-hmm. things where you feel like you're not you're not up to snuff on, boom, just like that. Right. We can write out those five things in a heartbeat. Well, I need to do this and this and this and this, you know, and just mm-hmm. and you just got it and stuff. I think we limit ourselves and and by limiting ourselves what we're really kind of saying the scary thing is what we're saying is we're limiting god right 
Right. We're limiting the limiting the work of the Holy Spirit to actually, you know, acknowledging that the Holy Spirit is in charge mm-hmm. of not only just our leadership, but the future. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, our, our security in him. Yeah. If, and, and, yeah, we limit that. If you think about it, and you probably pick you probably pick ten out of the Bible, but Moses He's like this great call from God, supernatural experience. He's in front of a burning bush. I can't do it. I got, I, I, he feels inadequate. Yeah. He feels insecure. I don't speak well enough. Right. You know, he's talking himself out of, so God's got this huge task. It's, it's going to be memorialized. People are going to talk about it for thousands of years. And he's talking himself out that there's no way that he could, he could go tell Pharaoh this, you know, he just didn't have the ability. And I think that is leadership, and it seems like especially uh, comes into the idea of, of, of church leadership that you find people who are struggling with really believing that God can work through them. Hmm. You know, they're they're talking themselves out because you know we look at the natural, and we 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 know ourselves usually better than anybody because hmm. you know we can fool a lot of people and act like we're good, or we you know things are everything's okay. But uh, we have, you know, self-doubt, all these things that, and I agree with you, that limit us. And I think that part of that is, I said earlier, you know, self-awareness. But because we are aware of our shortcomings. Yeah. yeah and, not, and not realizing, you know, a pastor, a guy that gets up and speaks or a lady that speaks on a regular basis, they're doing something that 10,000 other people are scared to death to do. And at the same time, I agree. Yeah. I agree. But at the same time, you know, I, I don't know how many of those people think of themselves in an exceptional way. And I guess that's kind of where I'm coming from with this with this topic today. And is that I want pastors to to have a bit more confidence and mm-hmm. and and boldness and and uh security that in their calling, you know, because I was just thinking as you were talking, I was thinking there are two extremes. I think of the disciples on one hand. Okay. Which, which are an amazing lot. The majority of them are just good old fishermen. That's all they are. They're blue collar workers and they work with their hands. They make honest livings. They know how to work hard. Mm -hmm. I don't think that they were, uh, uh, learned men, you know, right. Um, by by far not the majority of them, and so and yet and there's a calling on the disciples. Then you think about the other end of the extreme. You think about Saul, who becomes Paul. Okay, and he he kind of lists his credentials, right. kind of his resume. He's got a yeah, he's got a pedigree. He's got a pedigree and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so they're kind of at at both ends. They're both the extremes. And I've thought about, huh? And I kind of, and kind of wild that the disciples could see after the advent of the Holy Spirit. There, they could see that, yeah, God has called us. Jesus chose us, mm-hmm. and and I, I, I am the exception to the rule. I will, I will, you know, uh, take up this mantle. All right, I, I will follow him. Then you've got. And then you've got Saul who becomes Paul here with all of his credentials. And, and he's kind of like, 
hey, I know what it is to have authority. I know mm-hmm. what it is to, you know, to to you know, have respect and fear of, uh, you know, the people that around me that that res- respect me and fear me and and, and all of me. And mm-hmm. and God can use both of those. Here's the Here's the strange thought I have. It's those. It's that group in the middle mm-hmm. that kind of goes, yeah. But I, I know all of my my faults, and I don't think what I have is all that exceptional. And and I'm I'm not so sure how how good of a speaker I am, or how how you know. And and, and they can list all of the limitations of their leadership. Mm-hmm. I think, I think that's a challenge. Yeah. Cause you know, there's sometimes when you're, you're stepping out doing something and, and you're, you're kind of scared to death. Exactly. I I heard, uh, if you're familiar with Dr. Mark Rutland is, I I know that name. He was, uh, president of, uh, Southeastern. That's right. That's right. Yeah. 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 And he told about a church. He was, he went in, it's, it's in a book I read by him and he went into, uh, is Calvary in Orlando. I want to say like 18 million in debt had a, there's a moral failure happened before he went there. And so he goes in, they can't pay him for six months. Huh? He takes it, goes in there. And one of the first meetings that he gets is with the bank. He goes in this room, these guys in, in around a table all have expensive suits on. He goes in there and, and they say something to the effect is, uh, we want to we want to know what you're going to do to to get this called up and to pay this debt and you know pretty much they could foreclose at any moment mm-hmm. and he said I want to know he said and as I said this he said I'm he said, I'm, I'm almost shaking mm-hmm. he said Imagine. he said I want to know who it was here that loaned this organization this kind of money knowing it's a non-for-profit and knowing that da-da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. And the guy said, he said, I don't know what they're going to say to me. He said, and the guys, the, the lead guy said, well, guys, we got a pastor who's a businessman here today. There you go. <laughs> and they worked out a deal. They paid down the debt. You know, it's a really good story. Uh, but at the same time, so he knew he was called there. Yeah. He knew he was supposed to be there. Yeah. But he was scared. Yeah. And I think that it's okay sometimes to be that way, yeah. To, to to realize that you know maybe I don't know or I don't know if I have all the, the you know the wherewithal, but God's called me to do this. And leaning on that is sometimes difficult, but it's it's way better than trying to think that talk yourself out of it because you can't. Well, that's where that's where uh, the Word of God comes in is so important okay because what we're tr- what we're really doing when we feed our our minds and I, I i think we need to we feed our heart our emotions certainly okay because I, sure. I i think we all struggle a bit with the emotions and we can be up and we can be down okay but at the same time we need to feed our minds we need to have a change of mindset definitely that uh, is based on what God has to say about our life and and not other factors because I, I listed a few of the factors that that um, that limit us and there might be some people today that are listening to this it would be like okay yeah that's that's uh, you know that's kind of me our history 
Our history is a huge one. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's our which is another way of saying our experience. Okay. Where I where I came from, you know, right. what limits me and um uh history is a huge one, okay? Our culture, the people that speak into us and the expectations of the of the people around us. If you are around a bunch of people who can't see beyond the needs of today mm-hmm. and cannot think about and plan for tomorrow and the next week or the next month, don't be surprised if that limitation doesn't rub off on you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yes, yes. You know, um, uh, control and worry and fear, um, lack of responsibility, mm-hmm. risk avoiding risk at all costs, all of those things can limit what God can actually do with our lives. Oh, yeah, definitely. I Yeah, I, I think about, not to give you another story, but I remember Ben Davis High School, sophomore year, Mr. Highball was the, we call, it's called speech class. Yeah, I, I think I had him yeah, as yeah. well, yeah. I think he was in the back of the, because we had that kind of stair-stepped a, seating. Is he kind of a big guy? He's a big guy. Yeah, he's yeah. a big guy, yeah. And I think he fell asleep during my speeches most of the time because <laughs> he's just sitting up there, you know. But I hated, I hated that class. Yeah. Giving speeches, I just I just did not. And I remember telling my, my best friend, Joe, I said, Joe, I'll never do anything in life where I've got to get up and talk in front of people. Yeah. You know, and yeah. and had I not felt the call of God and known that God called me and being able to trust in him, and it wasn't easy to overcome that. Right. But knowing that I had to, and not because I I want to tell you, man, some of my first sermons were horrible. Oh, I, I can't I, I can't imagine I still I can only today. imagine. You know, I'm, <laughs> I I think I've got some I got a whole I got a whole file drawer back home of cassette tapes. Cassette tapes. <laughs> <laughs> And, and I've, I've often thought, like, man, I should probably listen to this. I'm like, well, I'm not sure I really want to, you know? Right. Yeah, I know. I know the feeling. <laughs> but, you know, somehow in our, in our, uh, coming from where it was, or history, like you said, the culture, the history, where we've come from, somehow we were able to rely on God to help us kind of hone us, shape us, mold us into what he, what he wanted us to be. And I think that to me, that's the encouragement is that I can't, but with, you know, with Christ, and you said it earlier, all these things are possible. Yep. God's not going to leave us, hang us out to dry, you know? Yep. And I think that's uh that's an encouragement to every, every leader, every pastor that you're going to feel inadequate. Yeah. You know, I've, I've, I've walked in the hospital room before and see somebody that's in terminal condition and like, what do you say? You know, like, how do you, and in that moment, somehow God is able to use me. Yeah, I don't have I don't have the capability to help give encouragement on my own, and uh, leaning into that's so important. You know, trusting in the Lord in those in those times. Hey, listeners, producer Brandon here. Let's take a minute to hear from our sponsors. Eight out of ten people who attend church do not participate in any sort of discipleship process. No small groups. No women's Bible study no home cell or coffee meetups at all. Well, that's not our church, you might say, but even if it's 50%, the message is that our present attempts at engaging people around spiritually formative topics is not working. What would happen if you could create small groups of people focused on issues of practical importance, 
and conduct those groups at a time and an interval that best suits everyone involved? Well, it's possible. Introducing Valor, a personal development strategy that addresses the discipleship from a new perspective. Email chet at decisionmentoring.com today to receive more information. And now back to Chet and Tony. You ever walk in the hospital room and, and, and have that thought that these people who are here in this room uh, are all waiting for some magic words from me? Oh, yeah. yeah. Cause, cause and I'm I don't the, have any. And I'm the pastor, and I'm thinking, I don't have any magic words. Yeah. I don't have any magic words. Yeah. And, they're, and you feel like they're all waiting mm-hmm. for those magic words. And I had a guy tell me a long time ago, this is off subject, but we'll, we'll say it anyway. <laughs> I had a guy tell me a long time ago, so he said, you know, he said, they're not. He said, that's more in your head than anybody else's. Right. And he said, honestly, if you'll take the time, is just being there is 75% of it, and another good portion of it is is listening. Yeah. He yeah. said, it. the prayer is important, but it's not probably, probably doesn't take the precedent that you're placing mm-hmm. it in your head. Yeah. I've, I've, I, found, I heard this somewhere, but ministry of presence. Just, yeah. Just being there. Yeah. Is the is the biggest part of that? Yeah, walking and, in the room. And, yeah. and, and and we think, and you know, when I was younger, I thought this about preaching. I got to come up with some nugget that nobody's ever heard. Oh yeah, and, oh yeah. And, and if they never heard it, it's probably heresy. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, it's a good point. Right. <laughs> you know, I know. You know, I but know. but we put that pressure on ourselves, and then we feel bummed out and feel like we're inadequate because yeah. we don't have I don't have any magic words. I know, I know. You know, here's a weird story for you. Because it leads to this next question real fast. Uh, the next question is this. If we admit or acknowledge our our limitations, is that seen as weakness? And I think it's a... I, I'm bragging on my own question for a second. I think it's a really good question for people. Okay? Really if you If you acknowledge your weakness... Even though the Bible says that when we're weak, we'll find him to be strong. If we mm-hmm. acknowledge our limitations, is that somehow seen as weakness in the eyes of people? And here's, here's my example. Years ago, I was up at Willow Creek. Willow Creek was the happening church back right. in the day. Mm-hmm. And, and Bill Hybels was the pastor. And uh, uh, it was mega before mega existed, right. you know? Right. And, and so I was in the service and we'd gone up just to kind of take in this whole thing. Uh, and, and in this service, he said something about meeting with his psychologist. And, uh, and that was different, wasn't it? And kind of getting counseling about something. And then, and then he kind of went right on. Okay. It wasn't even like a big statement, like the whole focus or anything. It was just part of of the story he was sharing. And he had met with a psychologist and was talking about, blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking, I got, and I got hung up on that one phrase right there. (laughs) And I thought, Bill Hybels seeing a, a psychologist. He's seeing a he's seeing a counselor. The pastor is seeing a counselor, and how do I feel about right. that? Sounds like I mean, weakness. Yeah, sounds like weakness. And well, is that and and uh, to the Holy Spirit's credit, not to mine. Okay, 
I was pretty young at the time. Um, just I had enough sense to think, can you imagine the pressure that he was under in leading that organization? They At the time, they were 20,000 people or something like that. And and can you imagine the ongoing pressure of leading an organization like that? And he needs someone to talk to and to process and to think out loud. Mm-hmm. And I thought, is it weakness for him to, to seek that help? Or is it weakness to, to sweep it under the carpet and act like it doesn't exist? Right. And I thought, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you think, and you think, um, if, probably a lot of train wrecks could have been avoided Oh, if somebody would talk to somebody or they had said, Hey, oh. I'm dealing with this. I'm yeah. struggling with this. Yeah. Before they got to the point of, you know, I don't know. Or, or even if you just, even if it's something that you struggle with and let's, and so many times we use that word as pastors, we use it way too much. Somebody's struggling with this. Right. Okay. Well, that, that means that there's a sin issue or something right. like that. Right. That's, that's Christianese is what that is. Okay. But, a struggle could simply be this. I got a really good buddy of mine that um, is one. He's a great speaker. He's a great teacher. Uh, he's really good in front of people. He couldn't organize his way out of a wet paper bag. Okay. Sure. I mean, just, you know, just doesn't have an organizational bone in his body and then doesn't even really value it that much. Okay. So, so Acknowledging that limitation is simply saying, um, I need to find someone who's going to to take on that right, you know, that challenge and to address address this area that I'm not good in. Yep. That's all that means. Sure. And I, and I, and I think that back to the whole being aware, so some self-awareness of your limitation and then I guess being okay enough to say, I need help. Yeah. Well, that's my phone. (laughs) (laughs) Saved by the bell. That's that's my wife. I I just I just answered and hung up on my wife at the same time. So we um probably need to. (laughs) Oh my goodness! You got to put it on silent, Chet. Oh, silent. There can, you go. Can I do? Oh, there we go. Okay. You know, your, your wife. What wives know is wives know. If I call one time, they'll answer. Then you can just call more times. And yeah, pick yeah. up eventually, right? <laughs> yeah. So she's probably going to talk about my some of my limitations right there. Okay. So. <laughs> hey, Tony. It's good to talk with you, man. Like I said uh, at the here about a month ago on our our podcast it's good to have you back in the saddle man and uh, um, we're just uh, thrilled that that sabbatical worked out well for you yeah Yeah. looking forward to the future and and uh, you know I think I like to I just add this that if if you listen to this podcast let somebody else know about it maybe you got a friend in leadership or ministry tell them about it because yeah uh, we have a lot of fun but I believe there's some 
some truths and principles that people can pick up that can help them. I agree with that. I think the Holy Spirit can take something that sometimes can be said in the in the lightest way, mm-hmm. and can really drive something home and, yeah. and can make a difference. So, yeah. thanks, producer Brandon, for all you do, man. God bless. Thank you for listening to the Resolute Podcast. If you want to check out the show notes from today's episode or want to learn more about Journey and Cohort, go to decisionmentoring.com. The Resolute Podcast is available every Thursday wherever you listen to podcasts, including Spotify and Apple. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen so you don't miss new episodes. And finally, please consider rating us and sharing this episode to help grow the ministry of decision mentoring and the Resolute Podcast. Thanks. See you next week.